This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We started studying it after World War II. All these like young soldiers were, you know, dying in war and we were doing autopsies on them. They're like 21 years old with like complete arterial blockages. And we we're like, whoa, what are we feeding these people? Yeah. So we should probably be on that because otherwise like they were healthy. Now it's like 70 plus years later and everyone is like, oh, hey, like we should have all the answers, but it's really new. Let's take a breath. <sighs> hey guys, I'm Cindy Lutwako and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I sit down with people you may have seen on your TV screens, experts in their fields, or just people I find inspirational so that they have a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Happy Wednesday or whatever day it is for you. Welcome. Um, We have a really great guest on today. I think she's probably one of my favorite guests I've gotten to interview. Her name is Vanessa Rosetto. She's a registered dietitian. She is the co-founder of Kalina Health and she helps bring a realistic and personalized approach to nutrition. She says that science is her first love and she's interested in helping clients take an active role in their health journey with the help of her expertise and the expertise of her fellow dietitians at Kalina Health. She gives personalized lifestyle plans backed by evidence-based science-driven nutrition counseling, adult weight management, and most importantly, she helps people build a better relationship with food. I love this conversation because of how real she was and realistic she is about health and diet and what that actually means. I think she takes away all of the fluff that the diet industry is known for pumping into that market because it feels like every day you go online or every day scrolling your feed on Instagram, there's a new diet trend. There's a new thing that's supposed to be the quick fix or the pill to figure out everything. And diet is not that simple as I'm sure many of us have realized. Um, and it's hard to figure out what really is healthy besides just a plate of raw vegetables. So we break that all down today and she gets rid of a lot of the misnomers that are very common in the diet industry. And we get to figure out what actually is healthy, what we should be eating, whether that's for energy and just maintaining your lifestyle and your health, or if you want something more specific with weight loss or whatever your goals are, we go through all of that today. And I just love the way she makes it, for lack of a better term, digestible on how to actually do that, because I feel like there's just so much confusion out there. And I think what confusion leads to is frustration, almost giving up on maybe what your original goals were or what you set out to do when you started a health journey. Because I've been there and I get it. And I often feel the same way where 
sometimes I'm like, well, what's the point? This person's saying this and this other dietitian is saying the complete opposite thing. Like what is actually correct and what's right? But I think what we find in today's episode is that it's a lot simpler than we're making it. We break down a lot of things today from why the diet industry is so confusing to what we should be eating to how we can shift our eating habits based on our goals and what it really means to be healthy and things that we should be looking out for while we're scrolling our feeds, while we're reading these new trends about the diet industry and what's hot right now and how we can look at those with a more keen eye and understand what we actually need for our health and for our own body. So this one I love. Food is my thing. I am a foodie and I love to talk about food in general, but also how to feel my best. And that's going to start with how I'm fueling myself, what foods I'm eating, and how I'm supporting my body. This one's super important. If you know someone who is interested in this or wanting to really tune into their health or on a health journey of any kind, definitely send this episode their way because there's so much good information in this, but it's also so well delivered by Vanessa. She's hilarious and very honest and dry, and I loved everything about it. So definitely send this along to them or someone that you care about, tag us on social media. I will put all of Vanessa's info below in case you're interested in working with her or working with another dietitian at Kalina. They take insurance, which is amazing. And it's one of those things that when you learn it and you understand it, then it just becomes second nature and it becomes a part of your lifestyle once you have that understanding of how to feel your body and how to feel your best, which is what I want for all of you always. My something to share today, I feel like I'm being pulled in 50,000 different directions and it's my fault. There's a lot of pressure with planning a wedding, with starting your life with someone and being at the head of creating that event and what that's going to look like while also trying to grow a business or grow what I'm doing on this podcast, plus all the other things that I like to put on my own plate, teaching as well as social media and just all the things that I like to do. And I, for a while, thought I was doing a good job of doing less and resting and taking time to myself. But you know what? That is not going so well for me these days. And I have found that I've loaded a lot onto my plate and I tend to stress myself out. And I am currently in that place. I know when this is happening, when I've been doing too much is when I start to forget things or when I start to make really dumb mistakes. And for example, the one I made just this week was I was ordering our save the dates to send out hopefully soon. And I had ordered 150 save the dates thinking like we're trying to invite 150 or less people. So I'll order 150 and we'll be good. And then I was typing away. I'd already ordered this. It's already being sent to my house. I'm typing away at the address envelopes. I'm like, why are there only like 40 of these? What's, I don't get the math. And then I just had an epiphany. I was like, oh, dummy, you aren't supposed to order the same amount of invitations of the people that you're inviting because people live together. People are couples. People are in families. They all live in one household. You don't need to send each person an individual invitation because that is ridiculous. And here we are. But it made me feel better because I put that up on Instagram and many of you said, oh my God, I did that too. So I know it's probably a simple mistake or a simple slip of the brain, um, but I felt like a big dummy yesterday. So just a good sign that I'm definitely doing too much. I am obsessing over this thing and I need to take breaks and not 
wake up each day and just open Pinterest and find new things that I can be putting on my plates to be planning for this. So I'm sharing that just to say that we need to watch how much we're taking on and we don't have to do it all. We don't have to be the ones that are doing all the things, whether that is you running a business, whether that is you in your family, whether that's you planning a wedding like me or whatever the thing is for you, you do not have to be it all and you cannot be it all. I need to learn how to delegate. I need to learn how to say no to things. I need to learn how to divide up my time better because if I don't, I get overwhelmed and I end up not getting anything done because I'm in a state of disarray because I've overwhelmed myself to the point where I can no longer function. So I guess that's a reminder that if you are in a place of trying to do something or create something or trying to be all of the things, know that it's okay if you're not. Know that it's okay to make mistakes. Know that it's okay to say no and set boundaries with yourself. The amount of things that we are able to do and accomplish do not equal our value or our worth. So stop putting so much pressure on yourself to do that. Again, this is another speech for myself, but I have a feeling just like that save the date mistake that there are other people who feel that way too and that are other people out there who might be going through the same thing or similar things. So that message is for you. Boundaries, saying no, and knowing it's okay if you cannot literally do it all. We are not robot superhumans. Our value is not measured by how much we accomplish in a day or how overwhelmed we are with how busy we are. That's not what our value equals. So I hope that connected with you in some way. And I hope that you guys enjoy this episode with Vanessa. Again, I love her. And I think that her message is just so easy to understand, but so useful and important because essentially health is everything. That is how we're going to show up every single day based on our energy, based how we're feeling ourselves. And it's important to know how to actually do that. And Vanessa is going to help us with that. So please share this one. Make sure you give us a five-star review before we go. Like I said, it just truly helps me and your support means the absolute world. So without further ado, guys, here is Vanessa. lot of questions for you. I was starting to write stuff down and then I realized how full this topic is about nutrition and eating well and all the different ideas. And I want to get into obviously all of those things and all of the amazing stuff that you do. But before I have a little icebreaker that I ask of everyone. So the first question I just kind of threw at you, um, but to share an object. So to share something either from your nightstand, an object that might be like surprising for you to have or something with an interesting backstory. So anything that kind of comes to mind for you? Well, what's funny is that I just moved and I don't have any nightstands at the moment. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, supply chain issues are real. So um, real. <laughs> so Still. Real. It's like, it's like, maybe I'll get it in 12 weeks. I'm like, really? Um, but I have a picture of my grandmother on my nightstand. And so now it's like, in my, my bed is like a, a drawer. So it's like in the, in the drawer, but that, I don't know, that picture always like gives me like a lot of comfort. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I see it and I'm like, okay, yeah, she's, she's got really me. Cool. Yeah. 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 So that's, uh, that's the thing. And I, it's like a picture that's like, it's black and white. It's from like the fifties. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she looks like very fabulous. And so it's like nice to see it. I love that. What was her name? Lillian. Lillian. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to have those yeah. reminders. I love yeah. grandmas are f- the freaking best. Yeah. She was the best. She was, um, she lived on in the city on 88th between Broadway and Amsterdam. And she like, 
knew everybody and she had like she never carried a wallet she just had like wads of cash pinned to her bra strap <laughs> and like a miraculous medal of mary she's like let's go she's like i'm ready for anything i'm uh, those upper yeah. west side women they make they are made different for sure <laughs> yeah yeah she was like don't mess with me and she was seamstress and she could like just make whatever you wanted so you'd be like i like this grandma yes. and she you know you like we'd go to macy's to like see what i liked then she would make it all oh. it was very cool there's very few people that are like that nowadays. Like, I feel like we've lost the skill of just sewing and making our own things. Like, we don't learn that anymore. Or some people, I'm totally. sure, have that skill. But I wish I could just produce an item. My, my fiance the other day was like, I wish I couldn't sew. I was like, why? He was yeah. like, I'm watching a video of someone make their own shoes right now. I was like, you know what? That'd be yeah. cool. <laughs> it's so it was so crazy too because like i guess like in you wouldn't think of somebody like a seamstress like an artist yeah but this person is like an artist and like maybe even like an engineer and like how does this person's brain like really work like we lit like we would go to the store because like macy's was like the place even though like now i hate macy's which is like strange because i spent There's so much in macy's now it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like too much but yeah you would like look at a pair of pants and she would just look at the pants one time and then she would make it. Oh, it's incredible. Like, like there was no Instagram. There was no cell no, phone. There's there was no Pinterest. Like, no, like, yeah, that's like amazing. the 80s and the 90s. And she'd be like, here you go. Like, <laughs> I, you know, it's like one week and then the next week I'd go back and visit her with my family. And like, there would be my pants. She's quick about it, too. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I was her favorite. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, yeah. Last question to before we transition to all of the food things. Anything that's been in your heart or mind lately? I think like. Why do women have to exhaust themselves and like wear it as some badge of honor? Mm. Like, what? What is that about? I, I've been like realizing this more and more. Yeah, and I'm like, no. Like, I I call my kids from downstairs. We live in a duplex. It's, uh -huh. it's like weird. So the living is upstairs, and the rooms are downstairs, and they have like a playroom slash office whatever down there and i will like call my kids from downstairs to come upstairs to get me water from the fridge as like i'm sitting on the couch watching tv you're teaching them life like, skills I'm, yeah i'm like done exhausting myself i'm like yo what are you come up here and get me a glass yeah. of water and they're like okay and so because all of my friends are all like women in general i just noticed they're all like i'm so tired i'm doing this and doing that and i can't do anything for myself and i'm just like no I yeah feel good <laughs> Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know what that's about. I it's why do we do that? Because it's there's another way of doing things. I think we like shame ourselves a lot for feeling like we didn't do everything possible and that we were supporting everyone and I mean honestly it's just like too much. Like who, no one is putting that pressure on us besides ourselves and us putting that on each other. Like no one else right. is doing that. So No. Yeah, there's no, another like, way. I, <laughs> yeah, I think about my mom growing up like my mom was never she did not care. She was like I'm going to work. Your father and I are paying for your lives. You're welcome. Yeah. Like there was not like all this extra. So like that's obviously like super extreme. But like I feel like we're probably doing just fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, I agree. I okay. think that comparison yeah. thing always is always in the back of my mind, too. It's like, well, she's doing it like this and she's running a business and, you know, making her kids gourmet lunches and showing up for pickup. I don't have kids. So I don't know. I'm talking like this. But like you see all those things like online or you just see things that you can easily compare yourself to that can really disrupt your day, totally. <laughs> really make you feel like shit. So. Yeah. And I'm a dietitian. I don't make my kids gourmet lunch. I'm like, mm, you like Chips Ahoy? Here you go, dude. <laughs> just just drink water. It. Like, my only rule is like, no juice. Otherwise, mm -hmm. like, 
It's a free for all. Okay. <laughs> Do whatever you want. I like those standards. I think I can meet those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just water, water, water. Water. Okay. Well, that's one one good tip. Um, let's get into everything because, again, like I said at the beginning, there's so much to this topic, and I'm sure you've seen many extremes of what people think is the right way of doing things, and you know all these all of the things that come with food and eating and that kind of lifestyle. Why has it gotten so confusing? Because you think of like it started with low fats and then it transitioned to like higher protein. Now it's in the place of like no carbs at all. Just like the ebbs and flows of like what is the right thing and what is the moment the thing at the moment. But like, why is it so confusing? Like what happened? How did we get here? Yeah. So I think the first thing to remember is that nutrition really is a new science. Mm -hmm. Um, We started studying it after World War II all these like young soldiers were, you know, dying in war and we were doing autopsies on them. They're like 21 years old with like complete arterial blockages. And we're like, mm. whoa, what are we feeding these people? Yeah. So we should probably be on that because otherwise like they were healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, okay, fine. So now it's like 70 plus years later and everyone is like, oh, hey, like we should have all the answers, but it's really new. Also the way, um, the way that we report like nutrition, like anytime somebody is saying like, oh, this is, this is how I ate or whatever. We're relying on your memory and everybody's memory is like pretty faulty. So like, and the way that we do studies are not like the gold star. They are, they're not randomized controlled. So it's not, it's not a legit way. So all of those things, Uh then nutrition is not like a protected license. Okay. So anyone can call themselves a nutritionist. That's scary. Whereas like I'm, (laughs) It's really, it's really fucked up. And so like, I'm a registered dietitian where I did all this work. I worked in a hospital. I took an exam. I can take insurance. Like, so I understand every disease state. I understand what happens when you eat a piece of bread and how it is processed through your body Mm -hmm. where like other people can just get a certificate. And so these people who are getting certificates don't really understand the science. Mm -hmm. And so here we are. They're all out here disseminating information. They're taking like snippets of a study and talking as though it's gospel. Mm. And I'm sure applying it mostly to their bodies or not like the general population of different backgrounds and different biological things that they might not be aware of. So that can be scary too. (laughs) It's totally exactly like people come to me and they'll be like, they'll be like, oh, hey, I want to be, I want to lose 50 pounds. And you're like, all right, well, we should just start at like just changing your eating habits a little bit and like understanding how food affects your body. Mm-hmm. And then when you like deep dive and you ask them questions and like, have you ever been this weight in your life? Like, what does your family look like? Like, if your family are all bigger people, then you are going to be a bigger person. And so mm-hmm. like trying to be 50 pounds lighter to meet some kind of an, an aesthetic is like not an aesthetic that you will likely ever achieve. Mm-hmm. Those are things that people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so like, those things are are very real. Yeah. And also like, you know, everyone's trying to be like a food influencer, food blogger. And it's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Just stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's staying in their lane. Yeah. Like, They're like, yeah. they saw this really cute recipe and they're just going to make a, a reel about it and call themselves a nutritionist. And there you go. Yes, that's right. And, and then also like physicians too, right? Like physicians will, some of them will be like, oh, I'm going to start teaching about nutrition, except they never take nutrition while they're in med school mm-hmm. so like and like I don't try to talk about medicine yeah so why do you think you can do that it feels like really like 
unacceptable. So yeah, so yeah that's the, that's why there's like so much confusion. Mm-hmm. So much. So much. And there's a new thing each quarter. It feels like there's this new thing that's working for everyone, which you got to read into it a little bit more, I would I would think. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Like even, like, you know, the new thing is like seed oils. Everyone is like, don't do really like against. canola or anything. Yeah, like that. it's yeah. like, don't don't do this. Don't do this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I start reading, right, like more about like the processing because like, mm-hmm. that part I didn't understand because like this is what everyone's saying. Like when you process, then it's going to like release like these chemicals and like everyone's going to die. Like, OK, so when I start yeah. to like re- read into it and I'm like, well, in in these studies, it says that like the chemical that you are worried about actually gets like burned off. So there's like no residue here mm-hmm. at all. But because people don't understand how to read a study, they yeah. just take like they read like the abstract and like that's it. Uh, <laughs> like they don't read the whole thing. Are so, you referring to the thing where like if you heat avocado oil at a certain temperature that it's really bad for you? Or are you referring to like grapeseed oil and canola oil and how that's they're bad because they're omega six or something? Well, so, yeah. So there's a bunch of them. It's actually like when you're heating like the seed oils, like canola oil, et cetera, olive oil, you will release this hexane gas, which is like a known carcinogen. Uh-huh. But the way that it's processed and the way that you're heating it and you're never going to be like heating it at that high of a temperature. So like that residue is not going to stay. And so you're mm. not going to get those adverse effects. Nobody wants to hear any of that stuff. Yeah. That's not sexy and exciting. I feel like we choose <laughs> yeah. to focus on like these quick fixes or these little off things instead of like the grand scheme of just like health in general. We're like, okay, well, I'm going to work on the oils now or I'm going to work on this new thing instead of just like looking at you know how we eat day to day yeah like everybody eat a vegetable and drink a glass of water you're gonna be like far better oh my gosh <laughs> it's gonna help you yeah there's it just make it really complicated <laughs> yes yes um i'm wondering with the work that you do when you see, work with clients or when you work directly with people how much is it the physical that we're having problems say we're having weight gain or just not the right energy or we're just having issues with food or how much of it is emotional or is it kind of just like a whole big picture? Like how much are you seeing is each of those things with when you work with people? It's so interesting because everybody wants to talk about the emotional part and, and say like everybody has like something emotional around food. And it's like, well, yeah, everybody has a relationship with food because everybody has to eat. And, Mm -hmm. you know, how you were raised is going to affect that, right? Like, were you food insecure? Did your mother have an eating disorder? Did people tell you that you were really fat? Did people tell you that you were really skinny? Like, you know, and how did those things affect you? Like, that's fine. But like, Mm -hmm. I think it's like, really like down the middle. Some people just like, truly don't understand anything about food because their caregiver always just like, put the food in front of them. And so they don't actually know what is a carbohydrate and what is a fat and what is a protein and what those things mean. Or like they know that they should have fiber every day, but like they don't know where to get it and they don't understand how much and they don't understand they need to have more water so that they don't get constipated and bloated. Like these are all these things that people don't actually know. Mm -hmm. And so the more time you spend with people asking them about their habits the more like small little tweaks you can help them make Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't feel like this huge lift. 
you know, recently I had this girl who was like, I've been on a diet since I was like eight. I was like, okay. And she's like, I weigh more now than I did when I was pregnant. And I was like, okay. (sighs) And so I just explained to her how food affects her body. And she's lost, like, she lost like a large amount in the first week because her body is like shifting, you know, like, oh my God, what's going on? And now it's like two pounds every single week. And she's like, I feel so good. I'm super happy. Like, this is not a chore. I'm not even like thinking about food. I just get like these cues and I'm like, right. Like, it doesn't have to consume your life. Yeah. And here we are. So everybody needs to be approached differently. Mm-hmm. And we need to understand that like, yeah, some people have disordered eating or eating disorders and we have to treat them a different way than we would treat people who are just like, hey, man, I want to lose some weight. <laughs> like, yeah. just like, it's I'm going to be happier if I do. And I don't want to feel bad about that. So, so for the girl that you mentioned, was it just her understanding how food works, like how when she eats this type of food, her energy goes this way, that kind of a thing? Yeah. Be- yeah. Because like if you're always like on a diet or someone's always telling you not to eat anything, just like the way that you view every piece of food is like so charged. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah. so, but if, but if like I'm telling her like, okay, Hey, like you work out a lot. So you like, you need to feel yourself. And like, of course it's natural that you feel hungry mm-hmm. because you're depleting your body of energy. So you need to like fill it back up. Like, cause in her mind, she's like, Oh, there's something wrong with me because I'm hungry. And I'm like, yeah. no, you, you work out an hour and a half every day. Like you are, hu- and you have a newborn, like you are hungry. Yeah. Like that is normal. And so just like, telling her that and then explaining like this is the carbohydrate and this is how you get it and this if you're working out here this is when you should eat it and like her implementing those things and then those things working and her saying like I sleep better I eat better I'm happier like that was it but somebody has to take the time to go through it with you because it's not intuitive because everyone has a stupid message to share yeah whether or not it's true or not yeah intuitive eating is huge right now which I feel like can be misconstrued because if your hunger cues are off or you're in a place of like the blood sugar spiking like intuitively a bowl of ice cream sounds really good right now but how do you get to your place of intuitive eating or do you even prescribe that to people like does that work and how does that work yeah I don't prescribe it to people because actually the person who ever like first kind of coined intuitive eating she called it eating competence Mm -hmm. and she actually said it's it's really for kids her name is Ellen Satter and she wrote a book. It's called like Feeding Families. Mm-hmm. It's like a great book. I think like everyone should read it. And it's basically just like you, it's division of responsibility. So like if you're the main caregiver in the house, you will feed the people in the house, the children in the house, the foods that they deem is safe and then foods that you want them to try. And there's no charge. And sometimes you give snacks of chips and cookies and sometimes the snacks are carrots and cycle that way. And your kids are going to be competent eaters Mm. and she says that if you try to do this in adulthood it's going to be very difficult for a number of reasons like how has food been presented to you in the world how do you respond to stress also like in america the way that like processed foods are Mm -hmm. like there are chemicals in the food so that you could keep going back to eat them like yeah i mean (laughs) yeah it's my i mean like listen i talk about every time i'm on a podcast i'm like doritos doritos are my favorite food they are a perfect food they have chemicals and they are fake (laughs) It's crack for a reason. Yeah, it's like crack. Like I don't have that in my house. So I'll just eat a whole bag. Like yeah. I'll eat a huge bag. Like yeah. can't stop yourself. Um, and and honestly, Ellen Satter's way works because it's what I do with my kids. Like I said before, like you know, there's really like no limit in my house. But my kids are not monsters, mm-hmm. right? Like they eat vegetables at lunch and dinner. They, of course, they will mainline juice if I give it to them. So I don't give them that. <laughs> um, and, but like you know. 
on Halloween, there's tons of candy and my kids will eat a ton of candy on Halloween and then they won't eat candy again until like at Christmas time, they always end up getting like more candy or like Easter feels like another Halloween. And so when it's new again, they get excited, but it's not like where they go to every day. Mm -hmm. So that's true. And I just think intuitive eating really feels like something for people who have a disordered eating past or an eating disorder. And they need to like make peace with just fueling their bodies. Mm -hmm. But I think that because people are always looking for like a fix. So they hear like intuitive eating. Oh, okay. I'm going to just eat this thing over and over again. And I'm going to tire of eating it. And it's like, well, it's not really actually the case. So I think for, for us and for, for me, I always just go back to, this is how food affects your body. And is this aligned with your goal? Mm-hmm. If your goal is maintenance, then you behave differently than if your goal is weight loss or healing your relationship with food. Like all of those things are different and and, and that's okay. Yeah. That's a huge thing. Cause I remember the kids that like would, were deprived and they would go to certain people's houses that like l- allowed candy and they would be the ones in the pantry, like shoveling it in cause it, their mom didn't let them. But I remember my friend yeah. and I would have, they would always be like bowls of candy out just like as decoration. And we didn't really ever like touch it cause it was just a part. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted it, you wanted it, but if not, it was, it wasn't like sacred. So right. yeah, it's a huge thing because it does, it shows totally. up later. <laughs> For sure. It shows up later, totally. Yes. What does work? Like when you're trying to look at your plate or you're trying to plan, say you are looking to do weight loss um, or even maintain a healthy lifestyle, like what would be some tools that we can kind of lean on for starting this, what your Kalina health lifestyle is like? Yeah. So like, look, I can get very specific based on your weight, based on if you're male or female. I like like specifics. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, if somebody's like, I have like an a mathematical equation in my head. I never have anybody count calories or count macros because, you know, at the end of the day, first of all, nobody feels comfortable eating over hundred grams of carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. And there's always like 80 grams of carbohydrates left on the table. And then people are like, well, yeah, I'll eat Oreo cookies. And then they were pissed off because they didn't lose weight. And you're like, well, <laughs> there's a reason. Right. Yeah. And so it's, instead of doing that, I just, I always say to everybody, Protein and fat should appear at every single meal because those are the things that help keep you full, mm-hmm. like always. A good rule of thumb is to have one cup of a non-starchy vegetable, so like carrots or cucumbers or broccoli at lunch and at dinner, because mm-hmm. that's also going to help you full. Like the name of the game is to always be full. Yeah, and I love then, being full. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm like, I just don't want to think about food. I want to eat my meal and be like, great, let's yeah. moving on, <laughs> yeah. right? And then a piece of fruit is always good because fruit is good for you. There are vitamins, there are minerals, it's good for your skin. Mm -hmm. And another, a way to have like more bang for your buck is to pair that with a fat. So like, you know, stupid apple and peanut butter, banana and peanut butter, like, like a handful of nuts and an apple, like those things are, you know, cheese and Mm -hmm. and berries, like those things are going to help you be full. And then like this carbohydrate starch thing, that's where things change. Yeah. Because Starch and carbohydrate for me are two different things. Okay. Because carbohydrates are in vegetables, they're in fruit, they're in yogurt. So like carbs, I don't care about carbs. I care about starches. Okay. So starches are like breads, rice, peas, potatoes, corn, beans. Like because people are like, oh, well, a bean is a protein. And I'm like, but it's also a starch. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to lose weight, you must count it as such. And so I always say you should have if you're if you're like below 200 pounds. And you work out daily, you will do like 
two starches. So like one at breakfast and like one at dinner. Okay. It's really easy to to like omit a starch at lunch because everybody's like busy at work. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a sandwich at lunch, that's fine. Go ahead and do that. But otherwise, it's like fine. And if you're over 200 pounds, you would have a starch at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And like literally, Sydney, that is the algorithm that works hmm. 1,000% of the time. It is based off the diabetic exchange, which is like the most flexible way for Americans to eat. Hmm. It's because it's like, I'm giving you everything. I'm giving you the yeah, things that you, you like. Nothing is, yeah, nothing is taken away. I'm not saying you can't eat rice. I'm not saying you can't eat bread. Like, I'm not saying you can't have oil or cheese. Like, all of those things fit. It's where is it going to fit? But mm-hmm. if that's too much for somebody to really, like, get down with, mm-hmm. then I'm like, all right, great. Make half your plate vegetables. Make a quarter of your plate. So, like, your hand cupped the starch mm-hmm. and depending if you are over 200 pounds so like your two hands so like two chicken breasts and if you're like you know like 150 to 200 like one and a half and if you're less than 150 one hmm. four four ounces and that's it like simple love that it does simplify because you're like i can do that i can look for those things each meal depending on what it is it's yep. very simplified, yeah. which everything else seems super complicated. Totally. And also, like, the vegetable part, because, like, you know, not everybody. Nobody wants to, like, roast vegetables, especially in the summertime. Yeah. I just, my kids will only eat, like, one will eat carrots, one will eat celery. She'll also eat, like, uh, cucumbers. So on a Sunday, I'll buy, like, a bag of organic carrots, a bag of organic celery, a bag of organic cucumbers. and just, like, chop them up, mm-hmm. put them in these stasher bags in the fridge. And I'm like, please go get this vegetable and put it on the side of your plate. Yeah. So like you cook a meal and then you're like, oh, damn, I don't have any vegetable and I'm, I don't want to eat salad. Like, yeah, you do. You have a whole thing of cut of carrots in your fridge. Just take a handful and eat them. Yeah. When it's easy like that, it's, it's hard to argue with yourself. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's there. Just get it. A big thing right now or always is fasting and intermittent fasting. Or I've seen like the two schools of thought, like snacking every three hours so that you are not your body's not having that hunger so it's not like looking for the food or it's like trying to increase the window of when you're not eating because there's that more burn like what is right is any of it right um fasting anything like that it's it's not listen people who fast we know are technically like healthier Mm -hmm. like people who are like starving and emaciated this is like from many years ago this minnesota study um they live longer really should you fat yeah <laughs> should, should you i mean of course it's like all like those studies were done on like white males in the 50s so yeah. like obviously times have changed but like that's that right mm-hmm. but like he it's about the behavior so like i've had a lot of like shift workers so people who are awake when we're all sleeping mm-hmm. those people i always make them intermittent fast just because of like the time that they are awake right like mm-hmm. and they're worried about like weight gain and whatever and it always works because of their wake sleep schedule but for the rest of us it's a very particular person who doesn't overeat during their window mm-hmm. of eating yeah so it's just like not necessarily sustainable it's like people use it as carte blanche to like eat whatever they want, like drink a bunch of like alcohol, mm-hmm. eat a lot of cookies and then be like, oh, look, I'm done. And then they're like, why isn't it working? <laughs> or, or they just like go into like the night because they, they get like, can't stop themselves. Yeah. So. For me, it's about the behavior. Okay. Are you going to 
open up your cabinet while you're cooking because now you're in your eating window and you're eating a bag of chips mm-hmm. that it didn't do what it's supposed to do. That's that's not that's not the point of this. Yeah. Um. So so you're probably just better off eating like at timed intervals. Yeah, I think I realized that for myself versus my fiance, he's really good at fasting and it's working for him. And it's making me annoyed how like quickly he drops like fat. It's actually annoying. It's been like two weeks and yeah. he's like, look at my abs. I'm like, get out of my yeah. face. Yeah. Um, but for me, like I will be the one that's like in my cabinet because I'm just I felt like deprived or I was just like waiting to push to noon to so I could have lunch. So it doesn't really fully work for me. Some days I can do it. But other days I'm like, no, I'm just gonna have a little breakfast, like a little oatmeal. Yeah, it'll be yeah. fine. You know, exactly. Because. <laughs> Because you want to, it's actually like better for you to just like, like stop eating at seven or eight mm-hmm. and then go to bed and like, you know, whatever. And then wake up and eat your meal and, and you're going to just eat at like breakfast. Some people are just like, fine, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. That will get you to like the goal that you're looking for faster than the fasting. Of course, unless you are your fiance or my husband. Yeah. Like, like- my, hu- my husband's like the only person during COVID who like like got abs it's so everyone's like you're like damn michael looks so good i'm like shut up (laughs) (laughs) gotta love him you know um a hormone health seems to be a big thing too and i've heard that also for for female versus male is different obviously but also for like the female especially with eating for their hormone health i've heard the thing of like eating certain like starchy carbohydrates or like sweet potatoes like right in your luteal phase and like kind of ebbing and flowing with food that way does that work as well? Um, what does that mean? Should we it, be doing that works, as women? That kind of yeah, stuff. it works for like the energy part of it, mm-hmm. right? Like, so, you know, when you are about to get your period, this is when like if the energy is like low. And so you want to eat like comforting foods. And yeah. then, you know, like after your period, you're like in this energized phase. So like maybe like less carbs and like, but as far as it helping with weight loss, or maintenance, you know, we really like don't know like that much past like the menstruation phase. And there's this like whole host of women that are like menopausal or perimenopausal. And they, they come into my office and they're like, I gained 10 pounds and I haven't done anything different. And I don't know why. And like, what can you do for me? And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, we're going to have to like scale back some of the things that you're doing because after age 35, you store fat in different places. You don't burn yeah. calories as efficiently. Like you metabolize alcohol in a different way. And so mm-hmm. you're going to have to make some changes. And they're like, what? Yeah. Like, the sorry. There's like, hard. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for them. It's like, yeah. I'm sorry, but that's like what it is. Um, and, and that's the thing that like nobody like really talks to women about. Uh-huh. Um, it's really just about like fertility, fertility, fertility. But like, that's just, just small. It mm-hmm. seems like a long window, but it's really like a small window. Yeah. Um, and they're, and you know, now they're, doing more studies and more research to like help help women but it is definitely this this weird abyss that we don't really understand yeah I was talking to I work with in fitness as well on my clients the other day she's just turned 60 she's like I gained 20 pounds and like I can't get it off and I'm exercising all the time and I don't know what to do I was like I don't know either I hope like I don't know my mom's in the same age group too is I've also heard that keto was good for that age group is that true or like, is it just a calorie like, deficit thing or like how I don't know it it is about the like the carb we think like the carbohydrates and this the alcohol and the sweets but it's like how sustainable is this for people yeah it's really difficult um so I don't like necessarily I don't recommend that I just I really try to change their behaviors and a lot of times 
you know, people like really normalize drinking alcohol. It's so crazy that you'll be like, oh my God, everybody drinks like two bottles of wine a week. Each yeah. person. It's like, this is a lot. So when I get them to stop doing that, that's an extra like 3000 calories basically yeah. that they've saved. And then like weight comes off and then all of their exercise, because they're all the same, like, right. They exercise like crazy and like mm-hmm. nothing is like happening. I actually try to have them like change all of that like high intensity exercise and more like strength training and like walking so that we're not spiking these like inflammatory hormones yeah they do usually do better but there's still like so much that we don't quite understand yet Mm -hmm. yeah i know i feel for that too because it's like they work so hard and they worked hard their entire lives and then they get to this point and they're just like their body shifts and it's like what now yeah it's always something you know so so frustrating yeah they're always like I was thin my whole life. I've never thought about anything. And now like I literally woke up 15 pounds heavier. What do I do? And you're like, depressing. Yeah, I know. One woman said she was like, I was, I had a harder time turning 50 and like my body changing than being the only woman in like a male dominated field for like a really long time. Wow. That's a statement. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> I, know, I was like, this is frightening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is there anything that we can be doing now or is just like ebbing and flowing with your body? Because like I'm thinking too when I start like having kids and my body changing, like how much is it of it is it like you accepting this new body or how much of it is like learning how to work with this new body differently? Does that question make sense? Yeah. I think that like look, like you have a baby, you're like tired, things are different. You know, like you most likely most people just like go back right? Mm-hmm. To like what they were before. And this is not like, it's like, it's again, it always goes back to like, what are your habits? Are you like sucking down, you know, Carvel shakes like multiple times a day? You're going to have a problem. Or are you just like eating like normally and just like accounting for like the extra 250 calories that you need in the second trimester and 350 in the third? Because like, mm-hmm. what does that really look like? Like a yogurt and a banana and like maybe some nuts. So it's not like, so there's not so much to, to take off. Um, but, you know, when you're 60 and you don't have the benefits of like estrogen and like the hormones are different and the way that you move is different, like maybe the, that's the place to, and, and you know, you're doing like a lot of good work, right. And mm-hmm. like good habits and like good movement. Like maybe there's some acceptance that has to happen there. Mm. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> Anything supplement-wise that works that you found or that you give to your clients? Or is it more just like a food first? Do like like, food first. Yeah. Magnesium is like a big one, though, because it helps calm people at night. Uh-huh, it I helps with like going to the bathroom, deep loading, mm-hmm. sleeping. So that's a good one. Um, everybody needs vitamin D. Women should take calcium. Um, what else do I take? It's pretty much it. Okay. I know people are like really into like ashwagandha and rhodiola and this and that. Um, I don't know. I feel yeah. like just like expect for like no reason. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like patients come to me and they're like, what supplements should I be on? I'm like, hold on. Let's just like, let's see how you eat first. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what should I take? And I'm like, vitamin D. They're like, and, and I'm like, seems like enough. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants like yeah. the, the magic answer, I feel like, which I get. You know, yeah, I get it. it. Just doesn't exist. Collagen. Do you? Feel? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So for a really long time, we used to think that, like, collagen is naturally occurring in the body, and that you know, as you get older, it goes away, and there's nothing you can do to make it come back. But mm-hmm. that's not true. Like, hmm. ingesting collagen will help you with the production of new collagen. So, if you care about your skin, 
collagen. collagen. Okay, I'm going to go yeah. back to it. <laughs> yeah. Also, the other thing about the collagen, like, you know, it's all these collagen powders. Yeah. They're already like broken down. So I wouldn't put them in hot things. Shit. I would put them in cold okay. things. Okay. Because it's already like denatured. So you're not going to uh. get like the full benefit of the protein. So like, if you see, like, I think like Vital Proteins has like, um, like collagen water, mm-hmm. like makes more sense to me. Or mm-hmm. like, they, or they, they used to have like, um, or they do have like a beauty lavender lemonade but it's like no sugar and i would like put that in a thing of water and shake it up and drink that all day that was like pretty tasty Hmm. yeah i i always put it in coffee so that was a good pro tip right there thank you yeah no don't don't put that in coffee oh healthy alternatives seem to be very big like there's a joke that brussels sprouts were the big thing and then cauliflower came on the scene and now it's like this whole thing like do you do you think that's good for when we're trying to maybe like make diet shifts or lose weight or trying to like shift our lifestyle into a more healthy place? There's so many supplements and things of ways to do that with like Trader Joe's has like the cauliflower gnocchi that I love. Like, is that a good thing? Is that a good alternative or is it just another like fad thing? Well, like if you like the flavor of these things, like it's fine, like no problem. But a lot of times they have like a ton of fillers. So when people are like, yeah. I'm doing cauliflower um pizza crust and I just buy it from Trader Joe's and you're like, yeah, it also has potato starch and it has a ton of carbs. So it doesn't work. Cause I've always like see people yeah making it. And I'm like, when I make cauliflower pizza crust or when I have the one time and I was like furious, <laughs> it's like wet and not good because I made it myself from scratch as opposed to like going to buy it. And so you're not going to get that same thing because they have to keep these things together. Yeah. Right. Like how do what's the, what's the, the binding, mm-hmm. the binding. Yeah. Um. So, but you know, maybe for some people, it's really difficult for them to stop themselves having just one slice of pizza and it doesn't align with their goal like because they are trying to lose weight and they want to have just one but it's really hard and so this alternative helps them Mm -hmm. and so I'm like okay and I don't think that that's people are like that's disordered eating I'm like no it's not like it's one time I had a patient who was doing like peanut butter powder and she Mm, would do like yeah but like (laughs) 30 tablespoons of it and like, like sprinkling it on everything can you just like eat a tablespoon of regular peanut butter and she, and it was like no because i can't and it's like yeah but this this is disordered here right? yeah like this is that this is not good <laughs> like yeah. but if somebody's like if i make this you know if i buy this personal cauliflower pizza crust and i could eat this whole pizza and i feel like i ate the pizza and that's like very satisfying to me but i'm still staying within like the parameters that i've set for myself like all right. Like, who's that hurting? Yeah. I feel like I know the answer, your answer to this, but with people and cleansing and the idea of like detoxing after a vacation or after summer, like all of those like quick fix things, like I feel like I know your answer, but do you ever have people like make little shifts after they've gone like big events or vacations or is it more just like starting over new day? Um, I, I always say like every day or every meal is a new chance to like get back aligned with your goal like you don't need to i saw did you see that like bethany frankel video of like i'm on a cleanse because like your body you sh- you can like not chew you shouldn't chew give your body a rest and i was like, she, <laughs> like yeah like why yeah. are you telling this to people this is <laughs> she's crazy. always naturally been skinny and always had some kind of like skinny girl margarita or like yeah. diet but she's like a naturally skinny woman yeah. right so you're like what is going on and so like your body like naturally detoxes you. So you don't I mean you have like a functioning, functioning liver and functioning kidneys. So like you don't like do anything like special. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so like maybe when you come off a of vacation, you just like stop drinking and eating bullshit and you'll be fine, right? <laughs> like just go back to your normal life. Yeah. And it's gonna be okay. So I always like when people are like, what am I gonna do on vacation? And I'm like, okay, well, here are some things you can do. Like if you're on a beach vacation, like you don't need to start drinking at nine o'clock in the morning. Like True. maybe you can start drinking at five. <laughs> so also like if you start drinking at nine a.m., you're gonna be asleep at two and it's gonna suck. So like then you're gonna make like better choices in the day. Uh-huh. And then at night you can like so you're saving yourself there. Yeah. And so just like little tips. I, I tell people and like things that are not restrictive things are like common sense like you're gonna be on the beach do you want to be drinking vodka on the beach for like nine hours no. that's like hell yeah <laughs> and dehydrating like, yeah. like a hospital event is yeah. about to occur okay <laughs> like this is stupid and so everybody always comes back and they're like I didn't gain any weight on vacation like this is the first time I'm like yeah good job because you just you ate fruit you know like you were just like thinking a little bit more about things and didn't have to like reach for crap just because it was there. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the win is. And so generally my clients never always come back like, I don't know, I feel great. Like there's no like, we have to come back from anything. Yeah. Um, So I think that people should just think in that way. But that detox shit, I have never done a cleanse in my life because I have to chew my food. Like I don't, I need like smoothie. Like I don't like that shit. I want to eat food. I want to bite into it and swallow it and feel the texture. I don't, Mm -hmm liquids like and like in the early 2000s after college everybody was like into jamba juice yeah like just get a jamba juice for lunch and I'm like no (laughs) like I would what like no way and then when I you know learned about nutrition etc I'm like oh my god those jamba juices had like 300 grams of sugar yeah so bad for you Oh, <laughs> jamba juice is rough. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm the same way too because I've I've tried doing cleanses in my past when I had like disordered things, and I remember like day one, I would by a- the afternoon, I was like, I'm I'm done. I'm eating. <laughs> like yeah. I can't. Yeah. I'd be like uh, no energy. It just the thing about chewing, it just does it for me. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, yeah, I can't. And also like flavor. Like mm-hmm. I want to like yeah, I want to eat delicious food. Do you have any um good fixes for sweet tooth or like things that you like to make or? things like that yeah oh well okay i like i told you i make my children work for me so i make yeah. them make <laughs> energy balls mm. that's like my new thing i'm like go make these energy balls but dip them in chocolate and okay. they're like okay mom so then they make them and then they dip them in chocolate and then we put them in the freezer mm. so we have these like they have like a nice crust around them and then you know then after that we put them in the fridge and then we like have them every day if we want but they're delicious so we have that I have like, but I have like chocolate, like I have like individually wrapped chocolates mm-hmm. in the house and I'll just like get the serving size and like eat that after dinner. There's always like ice cream. There's always like stuff in my house. And so people come over and they're like, you have this much ice cream in your house. And it's like, none of it is eaten. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we like, we'll get it like one night. We're so excited for the ice cream and then we forget about it. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Um. So yeah, I I don't like eat fake stuff. I find though that if you do have a difficulty getting like individually wrapped things and putting them in the freezer makes it difficult for you to just like be overly (laughs) over consuming, right? Like you're not going to, you can't like bite into like 18 hard chocolates Mm -hmm. and then be like two and then like move on from that. So that's sort of like the the fix. It's a mental trick. The evidence of just all the wrappers would be my undoing for sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. For people wanting to make changes or who have problems with figuring this out like who who is this for like people that need your guidance or people that need a little extra help like who would you say would need like someone else in their lives and like who just just needs to make some shifts and can figure it out on their own I think 
think that like honestly everybody should and can see a registered dietitian Mm -hmm. like first of all it's covered by insurance like we take insurance and like most people don't know that your insurance is going to pay for it Mm -hmm. but in 1991 12 percent of the american population was overweight or obese and today that number is 42.4 percent so we have quadrupled like 139 million americans are overweight or obese and then also 122 million Americans have type 2 diabetes and one in five of them don't know that they have it. Hmm. So there's like all these people walking around with like metabolic illness or whatever and they don't even know. Hmm. So just like going to a dietitian is like such a low level risk. Like no one's going to like sell you drugs or supplements. Like they're just going to hear like about you and your eating and like help you make it a little bit better based on like what your needs and your wants are. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just like a good exercise because people don't really understand food because we don't learn it in school. Yeah, we did. So the like, <laughs> yeah, like that's like not reflective of anything or anyone. It's just <laughs> like certain sect of people. So like just just hearing, right? Like, like, you know, my mom is Haitian and there's like, I always joke, like there's rice and beans on my parents stove right now. My mom maybe probably made a lasagna for dinner, but like, Maybe you don't like lasagna, so you can always have, like, rice and beans. They're always there just in case. <laughs> just in case. So, so like, how can you tell me that I can't eat rice and beans? Yeah. You know, but, but I, as a dietitian, will tell you how to eat it. Mm. So, like, honor, like, what, you're, what you like and still get to where you want to be. Um, one other question on that. Do you believe in, like, doing, like, the FODMAP diet or, like, cutting out certain things like gluten for a while or doing, like, a blood test or any like any of those types of things to like figure out what your maybe issue is or what your you know baseline is or no so like FODMAP is fine for people who have a lot of IBS and like are suffering really greatly but Mm -hmm. we could also just like journal and like see triggers and then omit those things Mm -hmm. so like we aren't so restrictive if we have to be restrictive because of you know, disease states, like no problem. It's okay. But generally, if we just do a little like diligence, we can get to what the root cause is and like not torture people so much. Yeah, I agree. And it's, it's, it's interesting when you do a food journal, you're like, oh, I did eat all of that. Or it's just like another eye on it. Cause sometimes you can just be like, forget or things can be mindless. Yeah. And it's, yeah, especially with like how I react, like my body, like I figure out chickpeas is just like a no go. I still will eat it because I love it. But like, yep. just knowing yeah. my, the right times of eating it is major. Right. Yes. In your house by yourself. I yeah. <laughs> just shoveling <laughs> in pita. Yeah. You know, some of those sometimes you have to have those days. Um, I, I think like it. last full question I have is anything that we should be keeping an eye on, like things that because there's so much on social media, there's so much different mixed messaging. Every new celebrity has a new diet book every other day, like anything that we should be aware of or, or maybe like questioning as we're like consuming all of this info as we do, especially with food. Yeah, I think it's just like do what's right for you. Like you don't need to be vegan because Beyonce is vegan. Like she is a chef and built like a billion dollars. So like we can't. like she cannot be our north star right like you don't you don't need yeah i know you don't need to omit food you just need to know what's right for you and just do that like Mm -hmm. it's it's okay like it's okay to eat meat it's fine you're not gonna die you're not gonna like it's fine like you can just because 
I eat meat doesn't mean I don't eat plants. Like it's, yeah. it's all right. It's not, it doesn't have to be like balls to the walls. Like everybody just. Everyone is so balls to the wall. I was balls to the wall but, for so long. I made my whole family like make a gluten-free Thanksgiving one time and they'll never let me forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, if things bother you, like take them out. And like some of these principles are good. Like, yeah, you should definitely eat vegetables every day, multiple times a day. You should definitely eat fruit every single day. You should drink water. Like, no, you shouldn't eat beef every day or every other day or even probably every week like these are things like do them Mm -hmm. i love how simple you make it all not just seem but yeah you simplify everything and you're like oh you know what she's right (laughs) i don't have to buy these books and do all these other things like no save your money i I feel like if it's not hard we're like it's not we're not doing anything like you no, it does not have to be hard one more question on that, actually, for someone who's making these shifts, like how long do should they try something before they start seeing results? Like how long should they stick to something or how does that work? Yeah. So I always say like one thing a week. Okay. So like if you, let's say you drink juice every day, well, like this week we should try to drink juice every other day. Okay. When you do it and you feel successful, then do drink juice every two days. And then every three days and then, right. And so it took you a month, but you got yourself to drinking like one juice a month and you probably lost weight Mm -hmm. because that like, so you identified one habit that you know, isn't like particularly the best that could probably make a big change for you. Mm -hmm. So just like one thing a week that you could build on so that you don't feel like shit about yourself. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you're not going to like cut out the soda, start training for a marathon, move to being vegan. Like, it's just like, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Read and meditate every day. Journal at night. Like guys. Like a spiritual awakening. Yeah. Like now you're in development classes. Like, no. Like let's just what is the one thing that you do that you're like, I probably could do really well if I could just cut some of this down or even out. And like let me try to like lessen how often I do this. Like really simple. I love it. And also, let's say today you tried and it didn't work. Try again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. New day. Yeah, that's fine. You'll get there. You're inspiring me. It's 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 this Uh is this is the kind of motivation I like, which is like you know level headed. Yeah. Yeah. The obvious. It's great. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna ask you my final questions and then that's it. They're just. I just have two for you. I think the first one I'll ask related to what you do is like: there anything that you want to take away the misconception of food or how we approach diet or this lifestyle? Like anything you kind of want to remove from that world? It's not easy for anyone. Even I'm a dietitian, and it's just like not easy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm like, oh fuck, it's four, and I only had a yogurt. I never have those days. (laughs) It's just like I'm sitting here like typing away, and then I'm like, oh, now I'm gonna eat a sleeve of cookies tonight, you know? Mm -hmm. But tomorrow's another day, right? And so those are the things. Like, just don't compare yourself to anybody else, and just like know, like give yourself grace. It's never, it's not gonna be perfect all the time. Beautiful. Uh, Last question. Any last leaving thought or piece of advice? Just be nice to yourself. I love it. Yeah, even with food too, or just in general, yeah. that helps. Yeah, but yeah, just with all of it. It's like we're all just practicing. We're trying our best all yeah. the time. Yeah. We were uh, stuck inside for like three years, guys. It's yeah. Like, How did we get I don't know. Reentry is really tough. Now. I know. I don't I don't even fully think I'm ready to be fully. I'm not fully reentered. I've just shifted my whole lifestyle and I just, this is where I am. <laughs> I yeah, live inside and that's fine. Yep. No, mm-hmm. now every time, like whenever somebody is like, 
acting up, you know, like you'll talk to somebody and they have like a weird attitude. I'm like, it was COVID. They have not addressed it. <laughs> Give them that grace. <laughs> yeah. They're just not ready for like, society yet. I'm like, yeah, like they, they still need more therapy. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Go back I'm inside. Go. <laughs> yep. Go back inside. Drink your water. It's all right. Drink your water. That is the name of the episode. Drink your water. <laughs> go back yep, inside. Drink your water. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Vanessa. This is awesome. Where can everyone find you? Find Kalina, all of the stuff you got going on. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you can find me at Vanessa Rosetto RD and Kalina. You can find us at Kalina Health or KalinaHealth.com. Love it. Amazing. Well, have a great rest of your day. And this was awesome. You You too. Nice meeting you. That is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, and follow as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And one thing you can share in the meantime, this podcast, obviously. Send it to a friend who needs some inspiration or give us some love on social media and tag us at something to share podcast on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday.